Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Let's pray. Father, thanks a million for today. Thanks for your presence. Thanks for your word. Thanks for your spirit. Thanks for your power. Speak to us in a way that will understand. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Wonderful. Sit down for a second. And how's everybody doing? Great, great, great. I hear Sunday you were super blessed. Some are so blessed they are even papa last. They don't want to receive preaching again till next Sunday. Wow, wonderful. God is blessing us. Amen. And as a church, one day I'm believing God that when I'm not here, you'll be the one preaching. Say amen. amen. So when I'm not here and somebody is preaching, support the person. Say amen. I said, when I'm not here and somebody else is preaching, support the person. Because one day you will be the one preaching. So if you criticize those who preach when I'm not here, when you start to preach, people will also criticize you. Because you have sown the seed. Say amen. No, I'm not saying say amen that that will happen, but just encourage me. <laughs> Do you get If you clap for the people who preach when you are preaching, they will clap for you. If you shout amen when people preach, when you are preaching, they will also shout amen. amen. If you smile when people are preaching, when you are also preaching, people will smile. It's all a seed that you are sowing. Hallelujah. So please, when I'm not around, somebody's got to preach and it's got to be one of you. Hallelujah. The Bible says, for a prophet like Moses, will I raise up from amongst you. And the Bible was talking about Jesus. Up until Jesus came, the wildest prophet the children of Israel knew was Moses. And God was telling them that I'm going to raise somebody from your midst. You guys can. I'm going to raise somebody from your midst. And that person will be like Moses. Hallelujah. So always God takes somebody from our midst. Unfortunately, we, we prefer somebody we don't know. Uh-huh. If you were coming from Gungundluvu, then we'll know that he has the power of God. Do you get it? But anytime God takes somebody from our it's also to separate some people from some people. So that those who despise can be put aside. Yeah, it's, all, it's, all, it's also a test. May you pass that test. Hallelujah. I said, may you pass that test. Wonderful. Today, I want to start a beautiful series. I want to believe you are going to enjoy it. The title of the series is Fight a Good Fight. I said fight a good fight. All right. So, let's read our main scripture for today and then we take off from there. Um, 1 Timothy chapter number 6. I want to start from verse number 10. The Bible says that for the love of money... Is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, have erred from the faith and have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Verse 11 says, But thou, O man of God, flee these things. Follow after righteousness. Hallelujah. And what godliness. Is that not so? Follow after these things. Then verse 12 is the scripture that I am looking for. Verse 12, the Bible says, fight a good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and have professed a good profession before many witnesses. Put your hands together for the word of God. Now, Paul is talking about love for money. No, when you read from the beginning, he's talking about love for money and how it leads to evil. Some people have loved money through that they've backslidden 
through that, they've had many sorrows and so on. Then he begins to give instruction, the solution to it. He says, but you, O man of God, don't follow after these things. Verse 11. Don't follow after these things, but rather follow righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. All right? Then verse 12 says, fight a good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life whereunto you are called. And, have, and many people have witnessed, many people know about your calling. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible here instructs us clearly as Christians to fight. What does it mean to fight? Are you, all of you are surprised as I'm talking about to fight. I'm coming. To fight means to strive vigorously or aggressively for something. We all know Christians to be very docile, non-confrontational. We, we, we are always after peace. Bible says, follow after peace. Do you get it? <laughs> follow after peace. So we are all known out of Christians, we have to be peaceful. But unfortunately, the Bible tells us here to fight. Why should we fight? Number one, the enemy we are dealing with, he's fighting. The Bible says that for your enemy or your adversary, the devil, he's moving around like a roaring lion looking for whom he may devour. The word word adversary is the word enemy. So the Bible says your enemy, who is Satan, He's moving around though, and he's looking for anybody he will, he, that he may devour. To devour means to destroy aggressively and viciously. That's what it means to, to tear something apart or to consume something with aggression. That's what your enemy is doing. Now, you are sitting there, you say, oh, we Christians, we don't fight. We are always in our corner. We are after peace. After all, we serve the prince of peace. The enemy will devour you. The enemy will destroy you. Christianity is a fight. The Bible says, fight a good fight of faith. John chapter 10 verse 10, the Bible says, for the thief, referring to the devil, not your grandmother or your mother-in-law, the thief cometh not, but to steal, to kill, and I'm, tell, I'm sharing with you why we must fight. Our enemy who is the thief, he, when he's coming, he's coming to number one, steal what we have. Look at the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Do you guys, so as you are there, your enemy is coming, he's trying to steal what God has legitimately given to you. He's trying to steal from you. He's trying to destroy what God is doing in your life. He's actually trying to destroy your life. And he's also trying to kill you. Satan's ultimate plan is to kill you. That is why you must rise up and fight. Some people say, you know, we don't want to trouble the devil. You know, as for us there, we are very good people. We don't want any problems with the devil. So we will not trouble the devil. The devil, you don't need to trouble him. He's already going to trouble you. So if you don't rise up and defend yourself and fight, the devil will finish you. Yeah, that's why I'm teaching on fight, a good fight. Now, the Bible says that we should fight a good fight. It means that there's also a bad fight. That is actually the fight you must not fight. Unfortunately, even some Christians who say we must not fight, they fight bad fights. Yeah, you are beating your neighbor's child. That's a bad fight. You are fighting with your class teacher. That's a bad fight. But the Bible says, let us fight a good fight. As a Christian, the fight you must be involved in is what we call a good fight. What is a good fight? A fight that has a good purpose. It says, fight a good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. It's a good thing to fight for. Fight so that you get to heaven. A good fight is a fight for a good purpose. You can be you and your friend, you are fighting over a guy. That's a foolish fight. Is your market value so low that you have to fight over a guy? But we are fighting over a guy. Or two friends, two guys, are one day I had two guys. And they were fighting over one sister. Two brothers. 
In the church, oh. Not around the church, in the church. Yeah. One of them wrote a, a message to the other one that, look, I'm, something, I'm going to make sure that something very bad happens to you in this city. Hey! Nowhere is safe for you. Hey! So, when I got hold of the message, I said to the guy, I'm waiting for something bad to happen to the brother you are talking about. Then you also see what I will also do to you. Yeah, you, I, I, thought, I thought about that. I'm also waiting. You just, I'm waiting. But you're fighting over a girl. Shoeless. It's a foolish fight. It's a foolish fight. You're fighting with somebody at your school. It's a foolish fight. You're fighting with your flatmate. It's a foolish fight. You're fighting with somebody at your workplace. It's all a foolish fight. One day, there was, I think there was war somewhere, Sierra Leone or somewhere, or Lebanon. And they came to take Ghanaian soldiers to go, and be, to go and fight there. Peacekeeping. When they got there, the war was so hot, many of them stopped the, the army. They started becoming taxi drivers. <laughs> they were doing taxi business. Meanwhile, we have said United Nations has come to collect them and giving them dollars and taking them to, I think it was Lebanon or something. Lebanon, eh? Yeah, Lebanon to go and fight. Alan was there, yes. Lebanon. <laughs> Lebanon to go and fight. They all stopped the fight. They started to become taxi drivers, do other things. So one day they were asked that, you, you have been sent to go and fight. Why are you not fighting? They said, look, we didn't come here to die a foolish death. <laughs> yeah. Some Christians are dying foolish deaths because they are fighting foolish fights. But the Bible says, fight a good fight. As we are building the church, we must learn to fight. We must learn to fight against people who destroy churches. We must learn to fight against church destroyers. There are about nine or ten kinds of people who destroy the church. Look, it's not demons who destroy. Even when Satan is trying to spoil a church, it's not the demons who spoil the church. They use the church members. When you read Rick Joyner's book, The Final Quest, in the battle... The demons that were fighting, they were sitting on their shoulders. They were riding on the shoulders of the Christians. So the Christians, the church members were their transportation. Do you get so like the church members were like Uber. And they were Ubering them to go and fight. They were using the church members. And it's Satan's strategy is still the same. That by the use of church members. So in every church, they are classic. People, there are about nine people who destroy, who spoil the church. And it's important that we let you know them. So that when they are spoiling the church, you can see and rise up and fight for what? Because Satan is trying to destroy what we have. But let me show you now. That's not even, this is bonus. Dangerous. Dang, today we are just listing them. Dangerous people. Be careful of them. People who pretend. People that, look, there are people in the church, they are liars. They say they love us, but they are liars. They are liars. When they see us and they are smiling, at the back of their heads, oh, you don't want to know. No, you don't want to know. As you are moving around, they say, we love you, they have a target on your back. David, Come and sit in front, okay? Come and sit in front. They have, no, not this David, that David. Not this David, that, the black David. Yeah, the black David. Not this David. Oh, not you, sir. This David. Yeah, sit, sit by Zamo. He's a nice guy. He'll buy you cold drink after church. Be careful of people who pretend. So they, when they come to church, they are smiling. But when they meet you outside the church, the things they can say out of their mouths, you should be afraid of them. These are people who are destroyed. That, that's why we must fight. 
Bible says since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence. And the violent ticket it by force. The violent have to use force to take the kingdom. So careful of those who are pretending. If what you are saying, you can't say it before the whole church, don't say it. The question you should ask, why are you saying it to me? Why can't you say it before the whole church? If you can't say it before the whole church, don't say it to me. And some of you just in the name of, we want to be nice, we want to be kind, we want to be polite, we are born again, we are Christians. So we have, so that's why pretenders flourish in our midst. Yeah. Pretenders, deceivers, and now deception is at its peak. Because now, now there, there are a lot of things to help people to deceive you. A lot of things. Recently, I, I saw somebody's status. It was about a lady, something. Then I commented, I said, look, I pity the brothers who are choosing wives today. Because now there's no way to, cho- to know who you are choosing. There's no way. There's not even one way to know. Before, before we take you for water baptism, the water wash everything, then we see who you are. Now, they've made waterproof. So even when we wash it, it's still there. Boom. We don't know who you are. Ignorant people, those who are ignorant, people who, are, who don't ask questions and just say anything they want to say. You don't know what is happening, you won't ask any question. You just form your own opinion and then you go on a line. Boom! Why are you all so quiet? Why do you know somebody like that? Like ignorant people, they will not ask any question. No. If you don't understand, you just ask. Bishop, this thing I don't understand. Can you help me understand? See, they won't ask anything. No. Then they go on their own line. Let's, let, they are about now. I don't know why we don't have all the books here. Those who accuse, please, when we finish, we'll pack them. Don't say, when Bishop came, he came to scatter all the books. Please, we'll pack them. Those who accuse us. These are church destroyers. And as a church, we have to rise up and fight them. People who accuse us, you don't worry. Melanie, you are panicking too much. I'm the one preaching. Are you the one preaching? Are you panicking for me? Look, accusation is the hallmark of the devil. Be careful of anybody who spews out, who spews out accusations. Be careful of such people. And you know me nowadays, I don't feel like, I don't feel like how I feel. Careful. Why do I say so? Because it's the hallmark of the devil. Bible calls the devil the accuser of the brethren, which goes before our Lord and accuses us day and night. Can you imagine somebody who accuses you in the morning and in the evening? In the morning, it's like it's like Panado, two in the morning, two in the evening, like that. And usually, when people start to accuse, especially when they start to accuse the church, they are usually hurt. They are disgruntled. They are hurt. They are disillusioned. They are disappointed. It's usually like that. If you like, check the history and see. You see that same person jumping on the stage. Uh, God is working. He's working in something. I don't know it, but I'm doing it. Then the next day, the person, the person himself says that. You see, the choir, now they are into groups in the choir. Be careful of such a person. Usually, they are hurt. And they will not deal with their hurts. They will not overcome their hurts. Yeah. Usually, they are hurt. Sometimes, midlife crisis. Yeah, they, they were sometimes disappointment. They, where, where they thought they would be at this time, they are not there, so they are blaming everybody. Sometimes even there's a lifestyle change in them. Yeah, they've started a certain type of life where when they see you, they think you can see what they are doing. So they have to accuse you before you. Accusers usually are doing something, so they must accuse you first before you can say anything. So the accusation is actually a cover-up. Are you ready for this series? It's going to be nice. It's, going to, it's just the introduction that is rough, but the message itself is very nice. Usually, they are hurt. Ask your neighbor, are you hurt? Nowadays, when you smile, your smile doesn't fill your face. Yeah, tell your neighbor. I mean, you've been wanting to tell your neighbor all these weeks, but today is your chance. Just blame the pastor and tell your neighbor. that Nowadays, when you smile, your smile doesn't fill your face anymore. You must be hurt. And get help. Those who forget. 
Those who forget what has been done for them. Yeah, these are all church spoilers. Those, you look at me, Proverbs 4.25, the Bible says, let your eyes look straight before thee. So, look at me. Are you bringing me more books? Ah, oh, the master one is there. <laughs> look. There are people who forget things that are being done for them. Or things that have been done for them. And they are in the church. So when they see something being done for somebody, they say, why are they doing it for this person? This person is this person and this person is that person. Why is it not me? Why is it? Look, when, 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 when Cain and Abel, they perform a sacrifice for God. And God chose Abel's sacrifice. And God has a right to choose. Jesus said, many are called, but few are chosen. Then in every group, there will be some people who are chosen. If you are not chosen, the question you should ask yourself is that, why have I not been chosen? Or, what has the person who has been chosen done to be chosen so that I do it? Instead of complaining. Ask yourself, what did that person do? Or what is that person doing? And you to do. So God said to, said to Cain, if you do what he did, will you not be chosen? That's the question God asked Cain. It's not, God didn't try to defend himself that, eh, eh, oh, I've chosen Abel. And he, didn't, he even said, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. Did you hear Esau complaining? No, he didn't defend him. Uh, uh, Bishop, I said that you like this person. You don't like it. I won't defend myself. I don't have any time. I don't have time to defend myself. If you do what the person does, you will also be chosen. It's as simple as that. It is as simple. It is as simple as that. So I said, oh no, but I want you to like me just as I am. Look, nobody likes nonsense. We can't like you just as you are. Nobody likes nonsense. I know a certain house is written in, the, in front of the house. No nonsense lives here. No nonsense lives here. I don't know whether the guy in the house is called no nonsense or they don't allow nonsense to live in the house. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, no nonsense lives here. <laughs> the people who are disloyal, next week they'll bring all their books, I'll show you. Even devils. They are devils. And unfortunately, sometimes you have them in the church. But as a church, and if we are in voices, but thou, O man of God. So he's talking about people who are building the church. We have to rise up and fight such a people. You are in the choir. People are spoiling the choir. A brother has risen up. He's sleeping with all the girls in the choir. You are asking yourself, when will it get to my tent? You are a fool. Instead of rising up and defending the choir and say, look, Bishop, this brother, he has knocked down this girl. He has knocked down this girl. Now he's on this girl. Let's stop him now. You are rather asking, when will it get to your thing? <sighs> let me preach. Let me preach. Clap your hands for Jesus. <laughs> this is just by way of introduction. <laughs> This is just by way of, when, when will it get to my turn? When will it get to your turn? Indeed. Eighteen good fights that you must fight as a Christian. Eighteen. Eighteen good fights that you must fight. I'm saying fight a good fight of faith. How many of you are ready to fight? Yeah, I'm ready to fight. I'm a pastor. I'm ready to fight and defend what God has legitimately given to me. Yeah. Ready. You must also be ready as a shepherd. Yeah. Ready to stand for what God has given to you. Cities that don't defend. You see America, they are making bombs and all these things. 
If they don't make it, this type of China and things, they will just take over. Even Donald Trump came, he was said, we'll build a wall round about all of America so that nobody comes there. It's as simple as that. Don't defend yourself and see. Yes, sit there and say, ask for me, I'm a very good Christian. I'm not, I'm not into fighting. Look, you are in a fight, whether you know it or not. The Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Wrestle means to fight. It says, we are fighting. We are already fighting. Whether you are throwing punches or not, we are fighting. I'm not sure what the fight that was on Sunday. The guy was not fighting. He was being beaten. Yeah, he was beaten and sent to the, the hospital. Straight. Yeah, I woke up at dawn with my children to watch him being beaten. If he had fought, they would have been fighting. <laughs> Hallelujah. So fight number one. One good fight you must fight, that's over. Fight to be a strong Christian. Fight. You must fight to be a strong Christian. I'm telling, talking to you about good fights, which you must fight. Fight to be a strong Christian. Christian. Finally, brethren, Ephesians 6.10, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The Bible tells us to be strong in the Lord. Many Christians are not strong. Many Christians are weak Christians. Many, many, many Christians can't pray. Many Christians don't read their Bibles. Many Christians struggle in their Christian walk. It's a fight. It won't be easy. The reason why many people struggle is because it's not easy. You must rise up and fight so that you can be a strong Christian. What are the things that build somebody's Christian life? One is reading your Bible. Reading your Bible. Reading your Bible is what builds you up as a Christian. That's what builds you up. Many Christians don't read their Bibles. The only time they see the Bible is when we come to church. When they see it on the screen, say, ah, where does Bishop get all these scriptures from? From your Bible. Yeah, many Christians are weak. They won't, re- they won't wake up and have their quiet time. I'm reading my Bible, I'm having my quiet time every single day. They will also not pray. That's the second thing that builds uh, some, your Christian life. Prayer. Prayer. Bible says, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. When the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, the first thing that happened to them, they began to pray. Many Christians don't pray. No. They don't pray. It takes a fight to have a regular prayer life. Oh, no, no, no. It's not, if it was easy, everybody would be praying. It takes a fight. That's why I'm teaching you to fight. Bible says, blessed be the God who teaches our hands to war and our fingers to fight. God actually teaches us to fight. Without a fight, you won't pray every day. Because sleeping is nicer than praying. How many of you have realized that? Look, how many of you are born again and you will say the truth? That sleeping is nicer especially around the time that pastor says you should pray. That's the time that the sleep is nicer. Look, the day we tell you that wake up at four o'clock to pray, that's the day that the sleep becomes extra nice at four o'clock. The day we don't tell you, you see, you are awake, you even can't sleep. Yeah. Sleep, look, eating is nicer than fasting, no. No, seriously, if I was there when they were writing the Bible, I would have told them not to add fasting to the Bible. No, because eating is nice. Even if your food is not nice, eating is nicer than than fasting. So it takes a fight to decide that today is Wednesday. I'm not eating, I'm fasting and I'm praying. It takes a fight. It takes a fight. It's a hassle. Or else your life will become, as soon as you wake up from, many people wake up from, from, from bed in an exclamation. Do you, do you, do you know exclamation? Exclamation is the sign that with the, yeah. So they are supposed to maybe go to leave for work at quarter past seven. Okay? The things they have to do before they go to work takes about half an hour. 
Do you get it? Then they'll be sleeping. Uh, then they'll just wake up. Boom. Then when they check the, the time, one minute to seven, they, so they are batting and brushing their teeth together. Like that's how, that's how many people are. That's how many people are. They wake up with a joke. How many of you have seen somebody wake up and say yo before? How many of you yourself, you have woken up and you woke up and you say yo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ne? Yeah. So if you don't fight, you will never wake up early in the morning to pray. No, you will never. You just sleep through. Sleep and you, with that you can never be a strong Christian. Look, another thing that helps you build your Christian life is fellowship, coming to church. Coming to church, just coming to church regularly. Regularly and all the time. Many Christians struggle with it. It's a fight to cultivate a habit of I go to church all the time. It's a fight. Many Christians don't learn scriptures. Yeah, they, they, if you even memorize a verse, you don't even read it, let alone memorize it. To say, I'm memorizing this verse. I'm learning this verse. You, you were the one doing what? Ephesians what? Ephesians 1. Was it easy to memorize it? Come and give us a few of the verses quickly. <laughs> give us a few. Quickly, quickly. I don't have much time. Few, few. few. Yeah, just a few. Anyway. Start from the beginning. Not from anywhere. From the beginning. Um, Ephesians 1. Um. Yes, quickly. Okay. Um, yes. Please. Uh-huh. Paul, Paul, like and apostle, Paul and apostle. Paul and apostle of Jesus Christ. Christ. Yes. Uh, by the will of God. But if, you see how he's struggling to even remember it. <laughs> hey! You, you know your mind will be tired. Your mind will be tired. But if you don't know scriptures, in the day that you are in trouble, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? The day you are in trouble, then now you start quoting from PDD. Or 50 cents. Die, get rich or die trying. Yeah, you start quoting from 50 cents. Or you start quoting from Che Guevara. Yeah. Yeah. Or you start quoting from Julius Malema. That's also not bad. Or you quote Nelson Mandela. Never and never again shall it be. Those will be the things you'll be quoting. Yeah. You do. I have a dream. Martin Luther King. These are the things you'll be quoting. Well, there's not even one scripture inside of you. Now, how will a scripture get into you? You have to learn it. And to learn scriptures, especially when you are old. Huh. Yeah. As I was downstairs right now, I was, I, I, Nonkita was with me. I was teaching her a scripture. I was saying, learn this scripture. I read, I say, say it after me. I say, yeah, that's how you learn it. She will say it, then she has forgotten all the words. I say, yes, that's how it is. That says, say it again. Then now she's also making up her own words. And added it. I said, it's not in the Bible. Let's go back. Hey. Yeah. It's not easy, Otandeka. It's not easy. If you don't fight, Kobidanso, if you don't fight, you want to come and sit in the front? Okay, then sit up. <laughs> if you don't fight, you will not even know one scripture. And you will just be a weak Christian who's just hit, tossed about by every, every wind of doctrine. Anything somebody says, you see, even the other day, Abraham and then Moses, and then they met Sarah, and then they met Joseph. Then you'll be there. You don't know that they all existed at different times. Fight from today. Fight. Fight to pray. Fight to read your Bible. Fight to come to church. Fight to be involved in the church. What it will do is that it will make you a strong Christian. That's what it will make you. A strong Christian. A strong Christian. Number two. Fight to be spiritual. Fight to be spiritual. And not carnal. The second good fight you must fight is to fight to become spiritual. And not carnal. Romans chapter 8 verse 6, the Bible says, for to be carnally minded 
is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. When you are carnal, it leads to death. The things that bring death are actually from carnality. But the Bible says, let's be spiritual. Not many people are spiritual. What does it mean to be spiritual? To look at things from a spiritual perspective. To act from a spiritual perspective. Not many Christians are spiritual. Many Christians are carnal. Many Christians are empty. They sit down, nothing. That means no spirit. So everything's like, look, let's take it outside. Yeah, let's take it outside. Let's go and settle it outside. Let's put the Bible aside. Let's deal with this thing. Yeah. Many Christians govern their lives by the course of this world. What everybody is doing, that's what they do. Ephesians chapter, who did Ephesians chapter 2? Who did, who, who, who did the official chapter? Is it you? It's now coming. And ye hath he quickened, which were dead in trespasses and sin. It says, before we were dead in trespasses and sin. Wherein we govern our life or we walk, we walk our, according to the course of this world. That's what I preached last Sunday. According to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. Who also, we all had our conversation in time past. We used to behave like them in that in time past. Fulfilling the desires or the lust of our flesh. And fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of our mind. And were as by nature children of wrath, wrath as even as others. That's how our nature was. We used to govern our lives. By the course of this world. If anything that the world is doing with it, everybody is wearing a short dress, you must wear some. Everybody is flashing their breast around, you must flash some around. At least you have some. So flash some around. Now ladies, mind you, by the way, something we are going to pay for, the more you flash it around and expose it to everybody, the cheaper it becomes so. Oh, you know, Bishop, but a lot of people are saying that is very nice and a lot of people are, are touching it and a lot of people are, are having it and a lot. Of, it makes it cheaper. A lot of people eat pap. It doesn't mean that pap is expensive. The reason why they eat pap because it's cheap. It's cheap. If you buy five rounds, three of you can eat it. Say amen. Say another amen. Say a nicer Amen. So stop flashing it around. It's like every day. <laughs> Why? Look, I, I was saying in Deban that some of the ladies, every, so every day when you go on the stage, you see somebody has given you this. Then they give you some. Then they give you from under. It's like the brothers are cutting the pictures. One day when they put it all together, like a jigsaw puzzle. Or like a, a, yeah, like a puzzle. When they put the whole thing will be there like that. That's it. Whom there it is. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Bishop, I don't like this message that you are preaching at all. You are making me look. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow, my picture that is on my status, I can't put it there. Please remove it. Yeah. Many Christians are not spiritual. Yeah. But to be spiritual, you have to fight. Because your flesh is very strong. It's very strong. If you don't fight it, you are in a relationship. All that will happen in the relationship is sex. If you don't fight, I say if you don't fight, that's all that will happen. Your flesh will take over. Yeah. So, that's up. You'll say that. It shows that I'm a man. No. No. It shows that you cannot be trusted. Yeah, that's what it shows. You cannot be trusted. We can't give you something that you will take care of it without devouring it. Yeah. That's what it shows. And today may look like it doesn't matter, but it will matter in the future. Yo, oh, we are waiting for you. 
Today you are old, 25. It looks like it doesn't matter. We are waiting. When you are 40, you will see that it matters. Hello? Number three. Now, I said it's a nice message. Number three. And, and I feel it's been nice so far. Number three. Fight to be led by the Spirit of God. Fight to be led by the Spirit of God. First Corinthians 14, 10, the Bible says there are many voices. But none of them is without signification. It says, as you are there, there are so many voices that are competing for your attention. So many of them. So many of your flesh is trying to speak to you. The radio is trying to speak to you. Your friend is trying to speak to you. God is also trying to speak to you. So many things. Look, it's a fight to distinguish between even the voice of your mind and the voice of God. So many things are trying to get your attention and to direct you. It's a fight to wake up and read your Bible and say, I saw this thing in the Bible. That's what I'm going to do. That's what God is saying to me. That's what I'm going to do. If you don't fight, you will just be normal, casual, just moving. So what happens is that when people don't, don't rise up to be led by the Spirit of God, something else begins to lead them. Money begins to lead them. Pride begins to lead them. The world begins to lead We read from Ephesians 2, the course of this world. The world begins to lead them. Anything that they see, they do. Yeah. Fight a good fight. How many of us are ready to fight a good fight? Yeah, fight a good fight. And one of the things to fight for is to be led by the Spirit of God. Fight to be led by the Spirit of God. That's it. Fight to be led. When you see somebody who is led by the Spirit of God, you have just seen a good person. Yeah, it's just seen a good person. I've seen somebody who is spiritual, somebody who fears God. Yeah, it's being led by the Spirit of God. But when you are not being led by the Spirit of God, then your own things, I don't like Zulus, then it comes up. I don't like these people, then it comes up. I hate this person, then it, yes, then those things come. Then they, those things begin to guide you. They begin to guide you. They begin to detect what you do. Because it's not the Spirit of God who's leading you anymore. It's your flesh, your mind, what you feel. It's what leads. And mind you, the reason why it's a fight is that these voices I'm talking about are very strong. Yeah, that's actually it. One of the strongest voices that is ever present with us is the voice of our flesh. Look, if you want to see a voice that is so loud, so strong, never gives up, is never silent, hey! it's called the voice of the flesh. Telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's why even some things. You see, one day I was work, I was counseling a certain sister, and she was telling me that look, her friends have done various things, and she has not done been involved in things like, and she feels like she's missing out. Then I explained to her that sister, sister. You are missing out. You are not missing out on anything. You are actually protecting yourself. You are protecting yourself. Why? Because people who have exposed their flesh to certain things, it's not easy for them to stop. It's not easy for them to stop. It's the voice is very strong. You started drinking alcohol when you were seven. Now you are 22. They say you should stop drinking alcohol. Hey! It's not a small battle at all. Look, the thing has gone into you. Uh, even when you drink water, you begin to feel you, you, you lose your equilibrium. <laughs> I mean, you lose your equilibrium. drink cold water. It goes to your body. Then your body begins to, it's like you are floating. (laughs) It's like your, 
your, your, your blood is so, it's like, look, the alcohol has crystallized in your system. Look, the voice of your flesh. Yeah, so you see, they say we have stopped, then they stop three days, then they go and drink small. Then they, I know sisters in their room, they tell us that they are taking communion, meanwhile they are getting drunk. you have problems that you must take communion. Only you. Hey! Like in one day. In one day you have had so many problems that you have taken communion. (laughs) Look, one day one, one of our pastors, his wife came. He said, I have a complaint. Then we, uh, what's the problem? He said, she said, my husband, every, every evening he takes communion. And when he's taking the communion, the blood, the blood is so much as compared to the body. I'm not sure what sin he's trying to wash away. <laughs> hey! Look, it's very wild though. That's why you must fight to be led by the Spirit of God. Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. If you don't, look, the voice of your flesh. Oh, you have no idea. Why do you think we sleep so much? Because the, 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 the flesh is very strong. Yeah. Do you know that if you sleep eight hours a day, which is the, the one that doctors prescribe, that you must sleep eight hours a day. If you live for 100 years, you would have slept for over 33 years of the 100 years that you were in this world. Over 33 years you were asleep. You are like Snow White and the seven dwarfs. Yeah. So how much more those of us who are generous with their sleep. So fight. Whatever you are doing, ask the Spirit of God, lead me. Guide, speak, show me what to do. So that, don't help me not to follow what, you, what, is, what is the voice of your flesh? The voice of your flesh is what you feel like doing. You feel it. You feel it. And then you move for it. Say amen. amen. I thought it's a nice message. The way you are looking at me, You don't look like people who are ready to fight. It's like, it's almost like the things I'm asking you to fight for. You thought I was going to say, let's go and fight the ANC. Let's fight UKZN. Let's fight. That's a foolish fight. Yeah, a fight that you go on strike for six weeks of a 16-week semester. Then you come to go to lectures for 10 weeks. The lectures, you go for six weeks. Then four weeks are for exams. Who is losing? You are the lecturers. You or UKZN. Anyway, number four. Number four. Today, let me give you about six, then we go home. Number four is fight to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Fight to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Fight to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22, the Bible says... And the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. It's a fight to love. Look, what, what is a fruit? A fruit is something that a tree produces after a long time. After a long time. So, after you have been in, t- in the church for some time, we should begin, begin to see love. We should see, see you bearing love. Like, we should see you as a loving person. You begin to see joy. Every day you are depressed. Every day you are depressed. Hey, why? Now you alone get problems. Why? Every day I'm depressed. You are depressed. You have torn all your hair. You are depressed. You alone. Why? We 
should be with time, we should be able to with time we should be able to see peace. Peace in your in your marriage, you should be able to see peace. In your friendship, in your ministry, in your bus, we should be able to begin to see peace around you. Yeah. Some of us have fought for too long. Yeah, Tom and Jerry have been fighting for 100 years. But some of us have fought longer than Tom and Jerry. Do you know Tom and Jerry? When we were young, there were some cartoons. Sunday, I said in Deban, cartoons. And they were looking at me like I've not gone to school before. Cartoons. One was a, a mouse called Jerry. And the other was a cat called Tom. They've been fighting. United Nations has been trying to bring peace into their, up to today, they are still fighting. But some of us have, have fought longer than them. We should be able to see, you are, you are a peaceful person. Long suffering means patience. These things must start to show in your life. Today, I put on my status, to find a perfect person is what? Impossible. But to find somebody who is perfect for you, it's a reality. So what should you do? Be patient. Patience. You'll be able to wait. Long, even when they use long suffering for patience, it's even wilder because it means to suffer for a long time. Today's Christian, they can't suffer anything. No, 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 no. As soon as there's one problem, ah, they, they start to scream. God calls us sheep, but today's Christians, we are actually pigs. Yeah. A sheep, you are taking them into danger. They are just quiet and they are following you. That's how come they were able to kill Jesus because he made himself a sheep. Lamb led to the slaughter. If he was a pig, they couldn't have killed him. Yeah. Hardly do they cut the neck of a, of a pig. Most of them, they shoot them, pam. Because look, and also they are slippery. You can't hold them. Uh, you even study, you, you are the Greek specialist. You can't even catch them. When you hold them, they shake, then they slip out of your hand. Like that. But a sheep, when you hold the fur, even because of the fur, the, it's called fur, ne? the wool. When you hold it, it helps you to even hold them. The pig, I hear the hair will even catch you. Whilst you are, look, whilst you are trying to hold it, it will cut you. Today's Christians, we are like that. No patience for anything. Yeah, no patience for anything. No patience, no patience in relationships, no patience in school, no patience in our work, no, no patience at all. Mm-hmm. Wait for what? And Bishop, I was coming to say when I got there, there was one person there, so I went away. Can't even wait. You sure you want to see me? You do not want to see me. If you wanted to see me, you would have waited. And when I came, I saw about three people. Said, They've also been waiting. When they also came, there was somebody before them. <laughs> yeah. Hello. What's the next one? Gentleness. Gentleness, just to be gentle, to be nice, to be pleasant. Fight to be pleasant. It's not easy to be pleasant and to be nice. You have to fight to be pleasant. In which of how come that as for you all the time, you are very nice, you are talking nicely to people, you are always smiling to people. It's a fight. It's a fight. Sometimes you have just finished one meeting. Look, the way you are boiling, you have to reset for the next meeting. You reset. You, you format the disc for the next meeting. It's a fight, spa. If you don't fight, oh, you will be nasty. Yeah. You see brothers in the church, they can't be gentlemen. Can't be just a gentleman. We said, just pull the chair for the lady. Sit down. Oh, if you marry such a one, you say, Amen. Why, why is your amen very limited? Especially this area. Why? 
One day, I told a certain wife that your husband is going to buy you flowers. She said to me, my husband is a Zulu man. He doesn't buy flowers. (laughs) He only buys meat. So it's like, Bishop, you have too much faith. <laughs> stop that, your faith, that your, 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 your dangerous faith, stop it. My husband is a Zulu man. He doesn't buy flowers. He buys nyama. Yeah. What does inkle nyama mean? <laughs> Look, number five. Fight to walk in love. Fight to walk in love. It means good meat. Okay, good. Ah, oh, okay. Okay. Enkle means beautiful. Then nyama is meat. When I put it together, meat beautiful. Ephesians chapter 5. Fight to walk in love. One of the things that you have to battle with is to walk in love. It's not easy to walk in love. If it was easy, Bible would never say, husbands, love your wife. Because I don't see anywhere in the Bible where the Bible instructs us that we should eat every day. But we eat every day. Yeah. Walk in love. Verse 1, it says, be therefore followers of Christ, little children. Or, then it says, walk in love. As Christ. Hey, Nomkita, where are you? Please turn off the scripture, quickly. I taught you the scripture today. Say, quickly. Please. Verse 2. Quickly, hurry up. The time is up. Yes, yes, walk in love. I've given you the first line. Walk in love. As Christ. Has loved us. You see how difficult it is to learn scriptures. Yeah, walk in love as Christ has loved us. And had given himself to us an offering and sacrifice to God. For a sweet smelling savor. He says we should walk in love. And the example is Christ. Christ. It's not easy to walk in love, especially if, you see, if it was just to love God or love angels, it would have been easy. How many of you feel that it would have been easy to love God and love angels? Very easy. But to love human beings. Human beings that when you love them, as you are loving them, they are planning to hurt you. Yeah, they are planning to hurt you as you are loving them. Yeah. As you are just walking in love with them, they are thinking, hey, this guy, he wants something. And sometimes that, that is because of how their lives have been. Because all the people who have loved them have taken something from them. Look, to love people who don't know how to respond to love, it's not the same. Ask husbands. It's not easy at all. That's why God had to say, husbands. Love your wives. If God didn't say, look, if God didn't put that scripture in the Bible, I don't, I don't want to say something that I shouldn't say tonight. Somebody that you are supposed to love when you tell her, I love you, say, eh, hey, what do you want? I love you, why? What did you do? What did you do? Look, it's not a simple thing at all. Even as Christians, it's not easy. People you are loving, you, you send you go and do a basenta. As you are doing the basenta, you are loving the people. Then the same people you are loving, you know, when you come, they, when you come and you, you go away, then they start to talk about you and say wicked things about you. Look, it's a fight. If you are not strong, you can't walk in love. You will give and say, no, Mr. Bishop, man, this basenta, I came to be a Christian. I didn't come to be a basenta. Please, just let me be a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Look, as a pastor, 
the things I, sometimes even when I hear things about myself, I wonder, I, I become so sorry, I think maybe I have a twin. Yeah, that's how I feel. Maybe I have a twin. Is it me that? Yeah. You are showing people love, then they are accusing you. Yeah, they are accusing you. It's, it's, it's a, it's, look, this is one of the wildest to walk in love. You are walking with your friend. You say, I, I, this is my friend. I love her. Or I love him. Meanwhile, as you are moving with him, then you, you hear things that he has said about you. You can't believe it. That this is the guy who, and you still have to love him. And if you have to love the next person, it's not a simple thing at all. So if you don't fight, you will become embittered. Yeah. You will become embittered. Today I, I posted on one of the groups. Don't stop doing good things because of bad people. If you are going to look at people, look, me, look, to the best of my ability, what I do, I do it because of God. Because if I look at you, oh, when your heart has been broken before, as a lady, oh, that's why we always advise that when you get out of a relationship, don't rush into the next relationship. Make sure you are healed of the old relationship or else you are going to punish somebody else for the first person's mistakes. Some poor girl will receive the punishment for a girl who cheated on you. Yeah, so when she gets up, she doesn't make makeup. She doesn't put on makeup. I say, why are you looking so nasty? When she puts on makeup, who are you going to see? Who are you going to see? Yeah. So it's a fight. But it's a fight that we will win. Finally. Fight. To enter the ministry. I close with this one. One minute and we are done. We'll come to it next week. Fight to enter the ministry. Fight so that you can enter the ministry. Fight. You can enter the ministry. This church is prone towards ministry. If you are in this church, then God brought you to this church for a special reason. So that you will fulfill your ministry. Fight to enter into it. Fight to be part of what we are doing as a church. Fight to do a basenta. Fight to be part of a basenta. Fight to be part of anything that we are doing in the church. Fight to, it's your door into your ministry. The Bible says, and he said unto one, follow me. But he said unto him, master, suffer me that I go to bury my father. And Jesus said, let the dead bury their dead. You go forth. Go, go down. And preach the kingdom of God. Say, look, there are things that will stop you from doing the ministry work. Many things, your school work, your family life, your many, but you, it's a fight. You have to fight so that you can fulfill it. Yeah. You have to fight so that you can enter the ministry. You have to fight so that you can be involved in the work. Of, without that, oh, your life will not be meaningful. Everything Satan will just bully you, bully you, bully you. What are the six things you should fight for as we close? Number one, fight to be a strong Christian. Number two, fight to be spiritual. Number three, fight to be led by the Spirit of God. Number four, fight to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Number five, fight to walk. That's a dangerous one. Fight to walk in love. If you look at people's responses, you will never walk in love. So fight. Let it depend on you. The, I am the one showing the love. Not you determining whether I will show you love or not. Fight. And then number six is what? Fight to enter the ministry. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer as we close. How many of you are ready to fight to become strong Christians? I said to become a strong Christian, you must read your Bible all the time. You must pray all the time. People who don't read their Bibles do not become strong Christians. People who don't pray do not become strong Christians. Lift your hands. Just pray for yourself now. Lord, help me. 
help me. Ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Jesus said you will receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. Anytime you hear the word of God, what actually you need is the Holy Spirit to be upon you and to help you. To help you to obey the word that you have heard. To help you to do what you have heard from the word of God. It takes the Holy Spirit. He brings power. Pray and ask him to give you power now. Now, now, now. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, help us. Help us to fight. Help us to fight a good fight of faith. Help us to fight a good fight of faith. That we will lay hold on eternal life. We will lay hold on eternal life. Help us to fight to be good Christians. Help us to fight to be, to be strong Christians. Help us to fight to be spiritual. Help us to fight to be led by the Spirit of God. Help us to fight to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Help us to fight to walk in love. Help us to fight to enter into our ministry in the name of Jesus. 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 Holy Spirit, help us. Help us. Lift your hands. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your mighty spirit. Help us to fight a good fight of faith. That we, we as a church and as individuals, we will lay hold of on eternal life. Where also we are called and we have professed a good profession before many witnesses in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for an awakening in us that we will press in all these areas that our adversary the devil who is moving around like a roaring lion looking for whom he may devour may not devour us that we'll have victory over the dragon and over the serpent we thank you we bless you in jesus mighty name and everybody said amen say a nicer amen you are here tonight. You are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. I do not want to go to hell. Please pray with me. If you are here like that, every eye closed, every head bowed, just lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Lift your right hand. I'll pray with you right now. Jesus came to die so that you and I will receive forgiveness of our sins. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you quickly. Quickly, I'll pray with you. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Wonderful. Put your hands together and you may be seated quickly as we close. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.